sports opinions with a side of satire. We're the First and Tens, a weekly show delivering the spiciest opinions on football, life, and especially each other. And we can do that because we've been best friends for so long. I'm Amy. And I'm Jasmine. First and Tens will bring you sports from the female perspective while also injecting pop culture, fashion, and music into our daring dialogue. We're saucy, edgy, and most of all, we We think think we're we're funny funny AF. First and Tens, light on stats, heavy on sass. Follow us at firstintenspodcast.com. Happy NFL Week, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook. I'm your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. The 2020 season is finally here, and we are very excited. We preview the season ahead, talking fresh starts, which players and coaches have something to prove, and why the NFC West is the toughest division in football. We also give our very early Super Bowl predictions and a spontaneous who's hot, who's not. Are you ready for some football? We are. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And with that, let's get to it. All right, Steph, it is finally here. The NFL 2020 season starts on Thursday. I think many of us thought there was a chance we would never make it to this point, but we kick off Thursday with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans, two of my favorite quarterbacks in the league playing each other. You know how I love Deshaun Watson. And of course, how could you not love Patrick Mahomes? Even as a 49ers fan, how could you not love Patrick (laughs) Mahomes? Uh, So that starts this week, which is very exciting. Uh, But it's going to be, obviously, a very interesting season. We are going to see how a number of things play out. Uh, The biggest among them, of course, the pandemic that we're dealing with and how will that affect football? How will that affect games? Obviously, we've seen the NBA has been very successful, but they've been in a bubble. Major League Baseball has had some ups and downs. They seem to be moving right along, but it's a little different with baseball because you can schedule doubleheaders. You can reschedule games a lot easier than you can in the NFL. Nobody's playing an NFL doubleheader. No one's playing an NFL game Saturday and then Sunday. Bye weeks don't necessarily match up. So there are going to be a number of variables here, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. In the interim, we are going to take a look at the season and the two conferences and see what stands out to us and give everybody a little preview of what is to come. So Steph, I know you are going to be talking mainly AFC, I'm going to be talking mainly NFC. So let's start in the East, shall we? Let's start. Let's start with the AFC East. Uh, Patriots are going to look a little different this year. Tell us, tell us what you see going on over there. Yeah, definitely. I it's it's interesting because um, the Patriots for the first time are a little bit of a question mark in my in mm-hmm. my mind, and but they do have some really promising, you know, people on, you know, their their team and you know there's always Belichick and I think he's you know obviously one of the best coaches to coach the team but you know I really feel like the Bills are going to come out strong in the AFC East and they just look like they've made moves especially with their defense that they're going to come pretty hard so I I I see them winning that conference totally. And I just don't have enough faith in the Jets or the Dolphins to um, well, fair. <laughs> to really like, um, count them in. <laughs> that's fair. And then the Patriots have, of course, Cam Newton will be their quarterback. I'm very curious to see 
how he does do in Belichick's office will offense. Will this be a little bit of resurgence for Cam, who's obviously battled injuries the last several years? So I am very curious to see how that plays out. And then, of course, you mentioned the Bills who have upgraded wide receiver Stefan Diggs, how Minnesota let him go. And we can get into that a little later when yeah. we're talking NFC North, but they did. Uh, and so now he will be in Buffalo. I agree with you. I think the Bills are going to come out and uh, win the East. But with that Bill Belichick, you just never know. And nope. Cam Newton is an X factor. How will he perform and, and what will it do for that team? Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's definitely fun to watch and everything. You know, just seeing that he was able to get that QB1 position easily and also, you know, just come out with a new team. I think new starts are good for everyone, but especially mm-hmm. for someone like him. I agree. Absolutely. So moving to the NFC East, uh, this is going to be very interesting. Last season, it was pretty much – It felt like basically the Cowboys and Eagles, neither of them wanted to win the NFC East, but someone had to. And so the Eagles just went ahead and did it, Um, went to the playoffs, I believe, for the third year in a row. This being a very different season, there is no reason the Dallas Cowboys should be an 8-8 team again. Uh, They have a new coach in Mike McCarthy. They held on to their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. But it's going to be interesting to see. There is so much talent on this team. Obviously, you have Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper. They drafted CeeDee Lamb. The offense is absolutely stacked. Uh, Their defense is incredibly strong. They should win this division this year. I mean, they should have last year too, but they really should win the division this year. We're just talking about, you know, new starts are good for people. And so potentially a new coach in Dallas will make all the difference. Uh, The Eagles, of course, the biggest question mark for them always is going to be, can Carson Wentz stay healthy? It's something that has been problematic the last couple of years. Granted, they brought in, you know, Nick Foles came in and won a Super Bowl, so it all worked out that one year. But, you know, can Carson Wentz stay healthy is going to be really important for them. They upgraded their secondary by trading for Darius Slay at corner, which certainly helps. And they do have a strong defensive line. I still think, Talent wise, mm-hmm. this is the Cowboys division to win. And you know, it's it's kind of an important year for the Cowboys. I I mean, listen, it's not it's not make or break for Mike McCarthy, but you know, they let Jeff Jason Garrett go. Uh, he's now the offensive coordinator in uh New York for the Giants, which I don't think is really gonna help. They do have Saquon Barkley. They do have maybe an okay quarterback. We're not really sure. Their defense is terrible, and I just don't see a lot changing for them. Obviously, Washington has another slew of problems. Talk about newness. Uh, They have a new head coach in Ron Rivera. Uh, Alex Smith has made an incredible return, which is right now, I think, such a major story. And we'll see if he gets playing time. But for the way he has battled back, uh, Dwayne Haskins will start at quarterback. There's a real culture shift going on in Washington, and that's probably going to be their biggest story of the season. I don't really see them, at least not this year, competing. So I believe this is really the Cowboys-Eagles division right now, and it's a matter of who can win it. But I would say if the Cowboys do not come out division winners, I don't even know what you do as Jerry Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't even shocked. know. Yeah, I would be shocked. And I think you would have to say, like, what what is going on here? Do we just start from scratch? Uh, so that is what I see in the NFC East. Uh, let's move over to the Northern Divisions. What is up in the AFC North? Well, um, let's see. So we have the AFC North. Obviously, I think probably one one of or the best football team in the league is the Ravens. I think that they're going to give anybody problems. 
I think that even though they, the Browns and the Steelers have made um, some good adjustments, I don't think it's going to be enough to even come close. I think they're going to take it like whole handedly. And I think they're going to be tough across the board to any team, not just, not even just their conference. So uh, definitely. Um, yeah. Ravens is my pick. <laughs> I mean, definitely, Ravens are definitely the team to beat in the, the North. Of course, they have the reigning MVP in Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, they're a very complete, solid football team. It was shocking that they were taken out so early by the Titans last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is where I think the Ravens have a lot to prove. Can they continue to go deep in the playoffs? And that's – or not continue. Can they go deep in the playoffs because they haven't – you know, been able to do it. Lamar Jackson's an incredible talent. Uh, he has an incredible offense around him and they have a good defense. So they should go farther than they have in the past. So I think they really have something to prove this year. The NFC North is frankly not that exciting and interesting, <laughs> but we'll talk about it anyways. Uh, I think we'll probably see the Green Bay Packers win the division again. However, we'll see if something's brewing in Chicago. Somehow, Chicago yeah. is paying Nick Foles $20 million to be their backup quarterback because somehow Mitchell Trubisky has won the QB1 slot again. I mean, God bless him because right. he keeps he keeps winning that spot. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. Of course, they still have their stellar defense. You know, their defense last year was obviously still so talented and right. so strong. Not quite the defense it was a couple of years ago when people felt Chicago could really make a run at the Super Bowl, which maybe they could have had they fixed a few things on offense, but I digress. Um, so we'll see kind of what's brewing in Chicago. I think it probably still is the Packers division to lose. Um, the Vikings, of course, I, you can't discount them, but as I mentioned earlier, lost Stefan Diggs, the Lions no offense to the Lions, but I don't have a lot to say about the Lions on this one, guys. I'm very sorry to Detroit fans, but um, probably going to enjoy your six wins, maybe. Maybe. Um, but we'll see. But I could be really wrong about that. Matthew Stafford con- could come back and be healthy as he's been, and they may make a real run. Um, but I think really this probably is the Packers division to win. But as we saw in the playoffs, we saw the Vikings and the Packers both play the 49ers and both just get stomped. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of a it, – it's just like an interesting division. There actually is a lot of talent, and it should be a really strong division, but somehow the pieces just aren't coming together. Uh, but we'll see. You know, anything's possible, guys, any given Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in uh, the North, too, just in general, it's just we're looking at some of the rookies, too. Like, I, you know, I'm obviously con- – you know, I don't think the Bengals are going to, like, do anything, like, grand this season. But I do, I am interested to see, you know, Joe Burrow, how that, you know, all plays out. And I think they made a lot of changes there. Um, There's a lot of good things in the North, but I don't, it's not like the teams are coming out super strong. No, they're not. But I am excited also to see Joe Burrow and how he performs. I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow, the person, at least what we've seen so far. Um, And of course, the player, we saw his incredible uh, senior season last year's or his final season of college. So I really am excited to see what he does and if he'll kind of reignite the Bengals. Do I agree with you? Do I think they're going to compete this year? Probably not, but they really have nowhere to go but up. And I think he should, in theory, help that happen. Um, all right, moving into the South, where 
The NFC South has a few interesting storylines, but let's start in the AFC South where those Jacksonville Jaguars are just, I don't even know what's going on there. What a hot yeah. mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, but I do think it's a cultural thing. I think after Coughlin, I think with all that whole debacle, they had to redo their culture. And I think it had to do a lot with attitude. I think it has to do, you know, not just with talent, but, you know, you have to want to play there and you have to want to play for each other. And so they really needed to get that locker room under control. And just having covered that team last year, I can really see – you know, when when you see all this Max exodus from, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can kind of see like that players were not happy. And even just this morning, Fournette said, I'm excited to have, you know, a real true quarterback. Those are the things and knocks that, you know, you don't really want on your team, even if your t- quarterback is really bad. You know, that's just right. not the thing, you know, to say. So I, 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 I kind of support what Jacksonville is doing at this point. I think that they're really trying to find, you know, the players that want to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they do have a lot of talent there still. And, you know, I'm a big believer in Minshew mania, so I'm hopeful. (laughs) Um, I just, I, you know, I think he's interesting. I think it's going to be fun. He's a fun player to watch. I think he brings a lot to the locker room and it's not, it's just it, it's more team oriented versus me, 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 me. So that's my thoughts on that. But, um, you know, the Colts with Rivers are going to be interesting. But I still I still think that um, between the Texans and the Titans are the where it's going to be as far as like mm-hmm. the real matchups. And the thing is, is they're, they're both tough teams because they're gritty. You know, they're not they're not teams that just, you know, just blow over they're they're gritty teams and even if they can come into if they just get into the playoffs they they make some pretty gritty moves so i i think it's going to be between the texans and the titans if i have to pick i'm going to say the texans Mm. interesting excuse me i was taking a sip of water so (laughs) if you have to pick you are going to take the texans that's interesting because i was going to ask you do you think the titans can recreate their magic. I'm going to go ahead and say I hope so because I have Derrick Henry as my running back on one of my <laughs> fantasy football teams. So I may have a little bit of a bias here. But do you think the Titans can recreate the magic of last season? Because they were very much a surprise last year. Yeah, one thing from covering the AFC South is just that each of those teams, like it's like literally any given Sunday, they have – things that come up that just really astonish me. So that's why I'm I'm not counting anybody out, to be honest. But, um, you know, even the Colts at times, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting, but, like, I – can the Titans take it? Absolutely. I think this is totally up in the air for the taking. It's – this division is probably the one that is so hard to predict because all four of those teams – uh, play hard. They play a different kind of football, and, you know, that, that grittiness and it's, they're all about matchups and that specific day and every day is a new day for them. So, um, I, you know, I, yeah, I totally think they can take that, but I just think that with the Texans, they have a lot of strength there. So we'll see, especially, mm-hmm. you know, just what's going on. So we'll see. I mean, you know, that's the thing with football, you know, you can try to nail it, but usually they don't. Mm-hmm. But usually that's that's very true. And you, of course, mentioned Philip Rivers on the Colts. Um, I'm very curious to see 
how that plays out. We've talked a few times during this podcast today about fresh starts and new teams. And, you know, there's a situation where it may reinvigorate the Colts and it may reinvigorate Rivers, who's still a very talented quarterback, but certainly, you know, towards the end of his career. So I am very curious to see how that plays out in Indianapolis. But I agree with you. I think it'll be between the Titans and the Texans. And um, it will be fun to watch how that goes. Mm -hmm. In the NFC South, what's – well, we will just – let's start right a bit way with Tampa Bay because talking about quarterbacks towards the end of their career – Fresh starts. We got people coming out of retirement. We got all kinds of things going on. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had probably the greatest glow up of anybody ever yeah. uh, uh, in an offseason. Um, and like we say, Tampa, in theory, had a major glow up this offseason. Obviously, um, in case you missed it, but there's probably no way you did. Tom Brady is now yeah. the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement to join his old pal, Tom Brady, as you mentioned, Steph. They just signed Leonard Fournette. And, you know, that comment that he made, I agree with you. That stuff, it's just – it's not helpful. It's a little petty. And I think it's also a little like it wasn't my fault. It was theirs. And I remember a few years ago, Michael Crabtree, when he went to – God, where did he go right after the 49ers? Raiders. Wherever he went. He went to the Raiders, yes. And he was talking about Derek Carr – and he said, I just didn't – I didn't have a QB who could really throw to me, and I was hungry for that, which was the knock on Kaepernick. And I thought, first of all, I was like, Michael Crabtree, you tied the league and dropped passes last year. So right, <laughs> right there. That's like, okay. Uh, and I just think like that kind of stuff, it, it's it just not necessary. Yeah. It bugs. There's just no reason for it. It's just not cool. Uh, so I agree with you. That being said – uh, he's now on the Buccaneers, and he has a QB that he is so excited about. Um, yeah. No, he is. He is a running back, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Not that he <laughs> won't catch passes, but still, it's not like he's a wide receiver. Uh, but the Buccaneers also have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, who are two of the more talented wide receivers in the league. So it is going to be fun to see how this all comes together in Tampa. I think Tampa actually is was not a terrible football team last year, and they really went however Jameis Winston went. If it was like an eight interception day, that was their day. If it was an eight touchdown day, that was their day. So it will be interesting to see. And I think for Brady, this is an important year for him personally because last season, you know, the narrative was that he really declined. And I think he probably did on some levels. The question is going to be, was it all him or was it the fact that he also didn't have a whole lot around him? Now he's got Gronk, he's got Godwin, he's got Evans, he's got in theory uh, a decent running game if Fournette can can pull that together. So um, I'm curious to see how that goes. I think they have a decent defense. I'm not convinced Tampa Bay makes the playoffs this year. I will be honest about that. So um, that might be a hot take, but I don't even know that it is a hot take. I'm just – I'm not convinced that they do make the playoffs, even though um, for those of us who were really excited about a Brady-Garoppolo reunion when the Niners played New England this year, now maybe there could be a Brady-Garoppolo NFC Championship game. But, um, yeah, I just – I don't know that that's actually going to happen because I don't (laughs) think Tampa's that good. But – But we'll see. I still think that division, even with Brady, is going to belong to the Saints. So pretty cool in that division. We're going to get a number of Breeze versus Brady games. We're going to get a couple of them, and that's going to be fun to watch um, just because, you know, they're Drew Brees and Tom Brady. So the Saints, obviously, Drew Brees is back again. 
Um, Michael Thomas, of course, they added Emmanuel Sanders, shed a tear okay. 49ers fans. Uh, they seem to have made up with Alvin Kamara. Yeah. There, were, there were some rumblings last week <laughs> that he wanted to be traded, but now everybody seems to be friends again. Uh, so I think it's probably the Saints division to lose. You know, the Falcons sure. are always in the hunt. Um, the Panthers, of course, they have a new coach. Uh, they got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, but they lost Luke Keekley. Of course, they also have Christian McCaffrey, who is right. just like unbelievable in everything he does. But I still think this is the Saints division to lose. To me also, and we can talk more about this when we get into the NFC West, which I think is the hardest division in football. But I think just in terms of a completeness from top to bottom, I do see the Saints as the biggest competitor with the 49ers um, in terms of who ends up going to the Super Bowl. But that being said, this Western division uh, in the NFC is very difficult in the Seahawks, but we can get to that in a minute. But that's my prediction there. I think uh, it'll be the Saints. But that being said, I'm I am really excited to see how this goes for Brady. Um, and I kind of love that we get two battles of the forty year old quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, like it's kind of amazing that we're yeah. gonna get to see that. Um, you know, and and see how they do. So then we'll go to the AFC West, where the Raiders will be starting their first season in Vegas. Um, so that's going to be an interesting storyline in itself. But what do you see happening? I mean, it's probably the Chiefs division, right. but tell us about it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, you know, I, I have right now the Chiefs ranked at number one in all of the NFL. And I, you know, and that's with the deepest respect of the 49ers. It's just that they were able to keep so many of their team last year. And they just, you know, they have a secret weapon in Mahomes and it's, uh, they're going to be the team to beat. And in their division, I think they're going to win games. I mean, facing the Raiders and the Broncos and Chargers, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's just obvious to me that they're going to not only win the division, but they're going to win it, you know, you know, stride. So, uh, you know, just, it depends, you know, of course, I think that the Raiders are going to be totally like reinvigorated with their stadium, with everything that's, you know, been changed over there. I think that's just an exciting time for those players. Hopefully they can capitalize on it. Um, the Chargers are, you know, I, I don't, I, I really want to root for the Chargers to do well. You know, I want to see them do really well, but I just haven't been able to like get behind anything. But they did sign Keenan Allen, who's one of my favorite uh, wide receivers of all time. Go Cal <laughs> Bears. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but like, you know, so I think he's going to make a lot of an impact there. But I think the way this conference goes is they just take away your games. You know, it's like you just have to win those games. And if they don't, you know, that's going to be they're going to want to win a few against Kansas City. And that's kind of all they're hoping for at that point. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. And I, I hate to be so pessimistic about the Raiders. And the Chargers, but I just, you know, it is what it is. Well, you've watched football. (laughs) You've watched a lot of football in the last year. So, so uh, in fairness to you, I think that that's on the Raiders and the Chargers, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) I think they've turned you into a pessimist. And of course, the Chargers lost Derwin James for a significant amount of time. And it's such a big part of their defense. Um, I am curious to see how Tyrod Taylor does. Because I believe he's their starting quarterback, correct? He is QB1 for the Los Angeles Chargers this year. So I am curious to see how he does there, but I I don't have a ton of faith in what 
the Chargers are going to do. You know, I think the Broncos may be improved, but this is Kansas City's right. division. I, I mean, mean, it's just like not even there. It, it's like not even. It's almost. Unfair. I don't want to be dramatic. It's almost <laughs> unfair. It's almost like the varsity versus the JV. Like it is almost unfair. They were able to keep so many people, as you said. And I mean, they're the defending Super Bowl champs, and there's no reason to believe that there will be any, you know, any decline there at all. Um, it almost makes me wonder about them potentially even having to restructure the divisions because you have on the other side of the West is so loaded. So it's just like, it's just yeah. interesting to see how that's going to play out because, you know, when tough teams have to play tough teams, it's almost, you know, it's un- almost unfair, you know? So, and then really good teams don't have such a tough schedule. So we'll see how that goes, but I think it's something that they're going to have to look at at some point if this continues. No, I, I, I don't think you're wrong about that. And you looking at the NFC West it's back to being by far the toughest division in football. And to be honest, even though for 49ers fans, it felt like an eternity, there wasn't that long where it wasn't the toughest division in football. Right. You know, it really was only like three years, three or four years. Because even, you know, I think even once Shanahan and Lynch got to San Francisco, even though they weren't good those first couple of years, you could see the writing on the wall. So here in terms of how they were going to be and how that, that division was going to play out. So You've got the 49ers and the Seahawks, which who I think will battle for the division. I'll go into more detail on that. Um, But I want to start by talking about the other two teams. I'm going to start with the Rams, who I think have had like a pretty huge, not to be dramatic again, but the fall off here is really unbelievable. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and now they're the worst team in that division I mean, I want to say by far because I still think Jared Goff has his moments, and I still think he's a good quarterback. They still have Aaron Donald. They still have Jalen Ramsey. They right. have a, they do have a really good coach. However, it's been it's quite the fall off. I mean, it really is quite the fall off. And I think if you're looking at that division, I would say the Rams are the worst team in the division. Uh, and I think for Sean McVay, this is a pretty big year because also a couple years ago when they were in the Super Bowl, I mean, you could get a I mean, <laughs> I mean being a little hyperbole, but you could get a coaching job because you like met Sean McBay once at a bar, you know, like you could get some like job on a staff. And, you know, that was kind of the joke at the time, but the, it was kind of an amazing situation. Um, he had like a coaching tree situation for someone who'd been a head coach for not very long. Right. Uh, and this team has gone downhill. I do think they put a they do make moves, and we've talked about this on this podcast before. They do make moves that confuse me slightly. I mean, they did have to give Jared Goff a big contract after that Super Bowl year, but they seem to do it at the expense of literally, literally and figuratively, at the expense of, you know, building the rest of the team. Obviously, they let Todd Gurley go, which I think probably was a good move. Uh, again, with our fresh start podcast going on here, you know, he's he went to Atlanta. That may be the best thing for them. They drafted a running back in Cam Akers, who you know may end up being a, a really solid pick pick for them. But they just make these moves. And remember last year when they traded for Jalen Ramsey, I think you know we made the joke. I made the joke on Twitter and on this podcast that like, oh, is he playing offensive line now? Because that was you know what they did. It so they make really splashy moves. It's just a matter of if those moves will work out. I'm, they're not going to be a bad team, but in this division. You know, in another division, they might win the division. But in this division, I think they'll be the worst team. The Cardinals are going to be kind of interesting and fun to watch. um, And I'm going to get to see them 
on Sunday. Obviously, Kyler Murray had a pretty good rookie season, and you could see that this guy is going to be a really good, talented. Do you think he's going to have a breakout year? Everyone thinks so. I do, I, I like, but everybody says so. I know, <laughs> I like, but I, I, like but I, I just, but like, yeah, no, I don't know. I want to know your opinion. I, I kind of go back and forth on it. I, I go back and forth on it as well. <laughs> I think he's going to have a great year. I'm going to go with that. I don't, uh, you know, a breakout year. I think is a hard. There's so many factors involved in that. Um, some of which may be out of his control. I think he's going to have a great year. I think it's going to really help that he now has DeAndre Hopkins, who signed mm-hmm. a huge contract extension today. And fit. that De- And fits. So you add in DeAndre Hopkins and like the ageless wonder Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> who just keeps going and at such a high level. I mean, he's I unbelievable. Uh, so I think that he also has Greg Olson at tight. I'm sorry. That's in the Seahawks. Sorry. Never mind. Ignore ignore that last part. He does not have Greg Olson. I don't want anyone to get confused on that. Um, but he does have DeAndre Hopkins and he does have Larry Fitzgerald. And I think that – I think he's going to have a great year. And I think he already gave teams trouble last year. I think he will only improve this year. So breakout year, again, I think it's because of this division – yeah. It's harder to say. If he was playing in the AFC West or in the NFC South even or whatever, I would say yes. I just think this division is very difficult, and he is going to be going up against some solid defenses. And even the Rams, we just talked about, and he's still going to have to see Aaron Dal- Donald and Jalen Ramsey twice a year. So um, I think – but I do think he's going to have a great year. If I was put on the spot and I had to pick if he was going to have a breakout year, then I would say yes because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of talent. Um in Kyler Murray. And he makes me nervous. Yeah, He makes, he makes me, me nervous, nervous because yeah. he makes me very nervous because the, the four Niners defense had a lot of trouble with him last year. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I just, and a, def, a lot of defenses did. So he definitely makes me nervous. And I feel like he's going to have that Russell Wilson factor at a certain point in his career. And it may not be this year, but in the next few years, I think he's going to have that factor of like the game is never really over because Kyler Murray's a quarterback. Um, and not a lot of QBs have that, but he kind of reminds me of him in that way. So yeah. we'll see. I could be wrong about that. I, I love we'll Kyler Murray. That. I love what they're doing. And, you know, yeah. I, I I think the Cardinals are going to be tough. I don't know if they're going to win. I don't even know if they're going to get to the playoffs, but they're tough. Like if anybody. But they're going to be tough. Yeah. And if anybody's going to like it, like to have any division that could have like three people show up in the playoffs, this is the division, you know? So that's kind of what, Ooh, yeah. I, what I think. And if they make it in, it's it's just, they, you know, it's tough. And then, uh, you know, I think that they're tough to defend, just period. And they're, you know, their defense is pretty good. So it's like, you it's know. It's pretty good. They <laughs> definitely, they have Patrick Peterson at corner. They had a really good draft in terms of adding some depth to that defense. So, I mean, I think the Cardinals are good. I mean, Very the Cardinals good. Are, they generally make me nervous, to be honest with you. And I agree with you if there was a division uh, to get uh, three teams to play. So I don't even know if that's mathematically possible. It's possible. Um, is it possible? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I then, you guys. Well, guys, <laughs> then in January, we may be talking all about it, which would be kind of incredible. Um, I think, you know, the thing we haven't discussed yet, which is just kind of an aside is how important it is to have the best record in your conference this year because only one team's getting a bye. 
Yeah. And that is a big deal. That is a huge, huge, huge difference. So that's where like a team like the Cardinals does make me really nervous because even if they're not quite there yet in terms of getting to the playoffs or getting there and really competing, they certainly have the ability to play spoiler because mm-hmm. they are good and tough. So I don't know, but I, they make me nervous. I have to say like the Cardinals make me nervous. Um, and you know, we'll, I, I think we'll they're going to be better than Seattle. I know you think the opposite, but I, I do think they're going to be better than Seattle this year, but I mean, I never count out Seattle. They're always a pain. So <laughs> because of <laughs> Russell Wilson. Well, it's funny. I let's put it this way. I think Seattle is going to be better, but if the Cardinals are, I won't be surprised. It like right. won't be one of those things where I'm like, I just can't believe it. Um, speaking of Seattle, the ones with Greg Olson at tight end. Sorry about that, guys. I probably threw like all kinds of everybody into a tizzy there. But obviously, their biggest move um, was getting Jamal Adams, which yeah. definitely upgraded their defense and upgraded their team. Did it upgrade them enough? TBD. You know, right. I think, as I said earlier, there's that Russell Wilson factor. The game is never over with the Seahawks because of Russell Wilson. Um, and, you know, I think we're going to see DK Metcalf just continue to shine in this offense. offense. Uh, former Fortnite Carlos Hyde will be back up to Chris Carson, but that gives them a pretty decent running game there. So, you know, they are the Seahawks. And I think last year, you know, literally the difference between the 49ers and the Seahawks was was in shot hey. inches and Dre Greenlaw. Like it was literal inches. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think the Seahawks are the epitome of any given Sunday. Uh, but it is amazing. Russell Wilson, maybe more than any other player on any other team, and I may regret saying this, but he does, I believe he's a difference maker in a game as much as we can see with anybody. I'm at least going to yeah. say it that way. I, I, I you think know, he's going to get you know. MVP this, this year. Like I, that's how – like confident I am because I'm kind of surprised he hasn't gotten it in previous years, you know, but I think now we're really seeing the impact he has. And I, yeah, I'm, yeah, they're scary. And, and I, and I'm, I'm scared of Jamal Adams. And from one of the reasons that I am is because, you know, Pete Carroll has an ability to make, you know, backs, you know, defensive backs really good. And so he's already yeah. like super good. So I'm like, this can be scary for, you know, the other teams oh, that, ha- so. you know, and he can, um, which is, I, which is crazy to me, but he can pass rush. So I, I, I think that that could be incredible. And so I'm excited to see it, you know, to a certain extent, just from a football, but who knows how it's going to turn out, you know, because I feel like there's definitely something else going on there because they didn't pick up some key players like Clowney that I thought for sure they would. So they're, I feel mm-hmm. like they're doing things differently and I don't know what's going on. And so I, but I have, I definitely have my, um, you know, I'm, they, they're my nervous team. <laughs> so that, well, they, they're, I mean, they're always my nervous team, but it's like they have, I mean, you could, you could make the argument that now on both sides of the ball, they have a difference maker. You've got yeah. Russell Wilson on offense and you have Jamal Adams on defense. And those two players, those are, they change games. Those are game changers, yeah. literal, literal game changers. Uh, so 
I, I this whole division makes me nervous. I will say you brought up Clowney, um, him being out of the NFC West and out of the NFC generally, yeah. maybe the best thing to ever happen to Jimmy Garoppolo because <laughs> that was he just Sorry. really was like a nightmare for him last year. I mean, Man, he was such yeah. a nightmare. I when he went out of the NFC altogether, I was like, oh, thank God. If we like <laughs> see you in the Super Bowl, maybe, but thank God. Um, so uh, I was I was definitely happy about that. But so let's talk about the defending NFC champions who like the Chiefs, and I think this can't be discounted, also have tremendous continuity. They lost a couple of players, and we'll talk about that, but they have tremendous continuity. And I do think in an offseason such as this one, where players were not together nearly as long as normal, there was no preseason, I do think continuity is going to make a huge oh, difference. Yeah. Now, of course, they lost to Forrest Buckner, who went to the Indianapolis Colts, um, and but they drafted Javon Kinlaw, who even though I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there. He's an incredibly talented player and he's still on a defensive line that, you know, is pretty much beyond stellar. Should they stay healthy? You know, you still got Nick Bosa, D Ford, Eric Armstead. So he's going to be fine. Emmanuel Sanders, as we said earlier, went to the Saints. They drafted Brandon Ayuk uh, to essentially replace him. I think Ayuk is also an incredibly talented receiver. Yes, he's been dealing with a little bit of a hamstring issue, but I also think that fans generally, when you're looking at training camp, you're not going to push it, guys. It's not game day, so yeah. you're you're going to be more cautious than than you would be otherwise. Probably the biggest move for them is Trent Williams uh, at left tackle. Who, I mean, he is just he's just amazing. Like watching yeah. him in practice has been amazing. The one on ones with him and Bosa were like just incredible to watch. But he is such a talent. Uh, I think that is going to make a really big difference on the line. And we're talking about a line that had Joe Staley, who retired. So certainly another tremendous left tackle talent. But Trent Williams, you know, is kind of another level. just one of those yeah. guys. It's and another level. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. So yeah, I think it's I think it was a huge, obviously a huge help. Uh, and who was it? One of the four downers said um, maybe it was. I can't remember who said it a few weeks ago, but he said, I'm not at all concerned about Jimmy's left side. And then he said, I'm not concerned about Jimmy's right side either, but that left side, I mean, to go from like Joe Staley to Trent Williams, like I think, you know, that's pretty good. So uh, in terms of uh, other receivers, obviously Debo Samuel will have an idea later if he will be able to, um, you know, play this week. They're taking a look this week to see at his scans and see everything. Trent Taylor is coming back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Trent Taylor is coming back from last season. I mean, I just think that this offense is only going to get better and better. Of course, George Kittle is George Kittle. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast. I think we've yet to see the best of Jimmy Garoppolo. I think we're going to see an even better Jimmy than we saw last season. And as I like to remind people, Last season, he was coming off an ACL in his first year as a starter, and he went to the Super Bowl. So an even better Jimmy Garoppolo um, is something to look forward to. So I do think that the NFC is the 49ers to lose, but this division makes me nervous for all the reasons we talked about. Um, And this conference – you know, makes I think the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know. You know, both both conferences have a lot of talent. I think the NFC has a little bit more, but I think in you know for the AFC, we're going to be looking Chiefs, Ravens, 
Titans, Texans, and then there's some question marks on teams that are potentially going to, you know, rise to the occasion and become tougher than we think they will. And in the NFC, it's going to be Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals, Saints, um, and I mean, I guess Packers, but I still don't think they're nearly as good. I, I just yeah, I don't think they're, they're nearly the as same. good as those other teams. Yeah, they're not in the same echelon. Is that am I going to use a yeah, big word there? Are we going to go with echelon? Okay. Uh, let's go with Echelon. So uh, we will see. Um, I was remiss. I did not mention Mr. Richard Sherman, who's oh, just yeah. incredible and continues to be incredible. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun football, hopefully, to watch throughout the season. So, Steph, I'm going to ask for your way, way, way too early Super Bowl prediction. Um, I totally know mine if you want me to go first. Well, I, I think it's going to be 49ers Ravens. Which, oh, you think 49ers Ravens? Interesting. Yeah. And I, as much as like that brings back really bad memories, <laughs> fair. I, fair. Oh, I, God. I yes, just think does. they're really good, but <laughs> then they have to get through KC. And I think that there's enough um, teams that just are gritty over there. So I, you know, it's, it's tough. I think they're going to have a harder time to get to the Super Bowl than San Francisco, to be honest. And I think San Francisco has a hard time, believe me. I think it's hard to get to the Super Bowl, but that's kind of just where I see the teams right now at this point, you know, with no injuries and, well, they have injuries, but not as bad injuries, you know. It mm-hmm. just, that's kind of where I see as far as like, you know, I would I would put like KC, the top team. I think Ravens are next and then San Francisco. But I also think Dallas is tough, so... I know I'm kind of all over the place, but I do. That's my two pick. That's who I think. Two best picks. All right. And my pick is I think it's going to be the same as last year. I think it's going to be Chiefs 49ers again. Uh, and I think this time the 49ers win it. There's my prediction on that uh, here awesome. on September 8th. 2020. Yes, that would be awesome, Steph. I think so. You and I are very much in agreement that that would, in fact, be awesome. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to take us off the hook for Fangirl Says this week because we did the way too early Super Bowl predictions. Um, and though, actually, now that I just said that, I kind of have a who's not. So okay. now I kind of want to do it. So let's do it. <laughs> All right. So Fangirl Says, who's hot? Who is not? Uh, Steph, would you like to go first? Sure. I I definitely love, um, as far as my, I'm going to go NBA. Is that okay? Go on, like, of course, yeah. you can go whatever you want. <laughs> so I, I love what Boston is doing um, in the NBA. And I, I just think they're just incredibly hot. And I love um, Jason Tatum. I love that he's so young and he's making such an impact. So I will say Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics are hot. Um, my not hot, you know, I I kind of go back and forth with this, but I, you know, Leonard Fournette just rubbed me the wrong way this morning. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna just cause that's like recency biased or whatever. But he just, I just felt like like I know it sucks to get cut from a team, but like it's totally okay for you to build yourself out up without tearing someone else down. And I just think that right yes. now in this society where we're at, it's just unnecessary. So I, I don't like it. I, I, he's not hot to me. Well, and he was my not hot too. And I would even say, how about you let your play do the talking and why don't we see what you do on the field? And 
there's a way to kind of say what he said. If he was having a stellar season eight weeks from now, right? there's a way to say something along the lines of, I think maybe I found a better situation for myself, <laughs> maybe. I found a silver lining, like it was really hard right. to get cut. But I think in the at the end, it was the best for all involved. There's a way to say it. But on the Tuesday before the season starts to say that, why don't you see how you play? Why right. don't you see how you do? So he was my not hot as well. The inspiration for continuing with Fangirl says, who's hot, who's not this week. Um, And my Leonard Fournette. Sorry, Leonard. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, And then my who's hot is who this is actually. hmm, Let me think about for a second. My who's hot is going to be. Mm, you know what? I'm going to give it to Jamal Murray. Yeah, he was good. He he mm-hmm. he keeps like coming back. And I honestly didn't think that he would have a shot against the Lakers. I thought it was going to be like full on sweep. But the way he came out. Clippers. Clippers. Sorry, Clippers. Sorry. It's hard when there are two LA teams I know, in the playoffs. Like but that. like I just <laughs> thought that there wouldn't have no shot whatsoever. And, you know, he gave them hell. So I was like, wow, good for you. Yep. And and last night was close, and I think this series is going to end up being closer than maybe closer than I thought. Everybody yeah. thought, mm-hmm, for sure. So there's that. Next week we will be back. Uh, we will be talking about Week One of the NFL season. I'm so excited to be talking about that. Of course, we'll have more NBA playoffs news at that point, and we will be talking our next episode of Friday Night Lights. We just took a break this week to preview the NFL season, but next week we will be back on track with everything. Um, And with that, my friends, we will talk to you next week. Steph, have a good one. Go football. Yay. Football's back. Yay. (laughs) Woohoo. All right. Talk to everybody next week. Bye, all.